Hi guys, I don't know all of you, but my name is Savannah. If you haven't met me, um, I actually work here as the middle school intern, so kind of a different crowd, definitely. Uh, middle schoolers are a lot more chaotic. If you guys want to just scream in the back, maybe don't do that, but you know, that's what they do. So anyways, we are going to be starting a series, um, of course, on New Year's because it's January 2023. If you didn't know that, I don't know where you're at, but... It's the new year, so we're going to start a series called New Year, New Me. And if you can see, the new me kind of is like a question. Like, new year, it's a new year, but like, new me. Um, And I wasn't going to say this, but like, Travis made a really funny joke earlier. He was like, I'm definitely not a new me, I'm still the same Travis. And I was like, just wait till you hear my message. Um, But yeah, so we're going to talk about that and kind of hit on this idea of the new me heart. But before we do, I'm just going to pray for us. So let's go ahead and pray. Dear Jesus, I just thank you um, for just New Year's. I thank you for uh, just this community that we get to call um, our young adults. And I thank you that uh, you are just a good God who is doing amazing things, whether we can see it or not. Um, And I just pray that as we go into this new year, that we can just grow together, not only in you individually, but also just together as a community that we can come into this place and not just only be in community with each other and talking to each other and making new friends and things like that, but also coming here to worship you and to learn a little bit more about you. Um, And so when we leave this place, it's not just you here in this building, but we can see you in our life in general. Um, And so I just pray that tonight you just speak the words through me and through your word to um, just the people in this room um, Starting a new year can be hard and challenging and unknown, um, but you're always good. And so I just pray that you would just breathe life and truth um, into each one of these people's lives. We love you, God. Amen. So it's the new year. New year, new me. That's what we're looking at today. Um, And why I kind of decided this was because it's not only like this phrase we hear around everywhere, like new year, new me. Like, everyone says it, um, and they're trying to, unless you're Travis, and you say, New, new Year, same me, but, you know, whatever. Um, but it's kind of just this phrase and this idea that we think about when we go into the new year. And what I kind of think about when I think about New Year, New Me, is this idea, the question that uh, a lot of times we're asked when we're younger is, what do you want to be when you grow up? Anybody been asked that before? Anybody? What's, like, the weirdest thing that you, like, wanted to be? Anybody? Shout it out. A dolphin trainer at SeaWorld? Anybody else have weird ones? Travis? What? Pirate? That's a good one. Hayden, did you have one? That feels right. Yeah. Well, for me, I when I was like four, I wanted to be so badly a Disney princess. And not just like the ones that work at Disneyland and like take pictures with little kids. Not like the ones in the movies, but like a legit Disney princess, like the new and improved Disney princess. And then as I kind of got older, I started cooking, like had this little fake kitchen in my room and I had like menus, a full like restaurant, even though it was plastic food. But I was convinced that I wanted to be a chef and I was like, I'm going to be a chef when I'm older. I'm going to cook all this stuff. But guys, I can't cook. It's really bad. I, I burn my eggs. It's, it's bad. You don't want me to cook for you, I promise. 
And then as I kind of got older and had a more of a mature answer, it then became I wanted to be a nurse. And if you know me, the first semester of college, I actually went to nursing school. And I was going to be a nurse. I became a CNA. But then that stopped because I heard a patient throwing up in the other room. And I was like, nope, I'm out. Can't do throw up. Can't do it. Can't be a nurse. And why, why I bring this up and why I think it's significant to what we're going to talk about is because the point is, is that when we're asked this question, whether we have a re- realistic answer or not, we all have an answer to this question. Whether it's a pirate, Indiana Jones, dolphin trainer at SeaWorld, we all have some type of answer. And maybe that changes as we get older, because it did for me. But I think the point about this is that Yes, we all have these answers, but how many of us in this room can say that we actually followed through with those things? Obviously, I can't be a Disney princess because you just can't be a Disney princess. But I could have been a chef. I could have been, could have pursued that a little bit more. Jenna could have become a dolphin trainer, like it's possible. I don't know so much about Indiana Jones or a pirate, but the point is, is there's these things that we could have done And there's these things that we said we wanted to do with our lives, but how many of us can say we actually did it or we actually followed through with that? And why that ties in with this new year type of thing is because I think we do the same exact thing when we're asked the question, what's your new year's resolution? You think about it, you ask yourself that, you ask what kind of goals and things you want to do in the new year The holidays come, and then you're like, okay, 2023 is coming, so what do I want my year to look like? What do I want to plan for my life? What do I want these things to look like? And just like the other question, we always usually have answers for that. We have some type of idea or goals in mind. For a lot of people, they say, I want to go to the gym, or I want to start a diet, or I want to be healthier, or I want to start saving more money. We all have these ideas in their minds and these goals and resolutions in our mind. But then again, to flip that, how many of us actually follow through? How many of us actually follow through with those resolutions and with those goals in the new year? We want to be better people than we were in 2022. We want to do new things and try different things But then at the end of the day, it seems like it just becomes this joke of, well, it's just a resolution I had in mind, so I really don't need to do it. But why do we do that? Why is it so easy to do that? And I think it's because we so desperately, as the year is ending, after a hard, long year that we've had, of course, we so desperately want things to change. We want to be the different people than we were. We don't want to be the same way that we were. We don't want to go through the same things we went through. And so, of course, we want things to change. Of course, we want new goals. Of course, we have these ideas in mind that we want to do with our life in the new year. We have these resolutions, and they're not bad, but it comes down to how much do we actually fall through with those things. And I don't know the answer to that for all of us, but I think for me, when it comes down to not actually following through on things, it's because I'm afraid, because it's super big. It's a huge task that's at hand. 
That is this thing I have to actually get up and go do. I'm not one to go and work out, and so I don't want to wake up every single morning, super early in the morning, and go to the gym. I don't want to have to save money because, guys, I love coffee, and so I don't want to have to save all my money that, so I can't go get coffee. There's things in our life that seem really big and seem really impossible, so it's easier to just stay where we were the year before. It's easier to just stay put where we were and doing the same exact things and being the exact same person instead of getting up and actually going out and doing those things. We like to have these ideas and answer that question of what our goals are, our resolutions are. But I think what happens is we become too focused on these things that we're not actually going to be able to do. We're too focused on these New Year's resolutions, trying to do it on our own, trying to make our own plans of the things that we think we need and trying to do it on our own and chase after the things. But I think the reason why we don't do it is because we find out we can't do it on our own. What if we're too focused on these New Year's resolutions? Instead of maybe going into this new year with New Year's realizations. It kind of sounds weird. But what if instead of trying to have all these solutions to every problem and every situation in our life, we start to realize that we're not alone, that we have a God who is right there, who sees our mess, who sees our pain, who sees the things that we're going through, who knows everything that we need that we don't have to try and do on our own. What if instead of trying to figure out your entire year from January to December and planning it all out and what you're going to do and who you're going to be, what if you looked right next to you and saw that there's a God who's already right there who is saying, give it all to me because I already know what's going to happen. Because the point is, is he wants you to come to him. Whether you know that or not, he wants you to come to him. And that doesn't have to start at the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, the end of the year. That can start when you want to let him in. And so what if you started this new year realizing that truth? Not just waiting around for things to happen, not just staying put in this safe place for years and years and years and years and years and not actually doing anything about it. Don't let it just be this solution or this resolution that you have because then you'll just wait till the next year to do it. And we're actually going to look at a story of a guy in the book of John who kind of has the same story, who kind of has the same idea where he just waited and waited and nothing got better. We're going to be in the book of John chapter 5, and we're going to be looking at this guy who was sick, and he had this disease for over 52 years. Could you imagine being sick for that long? Like, I couldn't. 52 years. Because he had these ideas and these goals, like he could have gotten up and gotten healed. He could have gotten up and done the things to get better. But he didn't feel like he could. He didn't want to get up. 
And so we're actually going to kind of see this scene instead of just talking about it. And if you guys have seen the show, The Chosen, I'm actually going to show you the scene of the story from it. So let's go ahead and watch it. This is what all the fuss is about. An oversized mikveh. I have a feeling we haven't seen it all yet. That's him. Who? Him. The one who's been here the longest. But doesn't belong. The sad one. Why do I get the feeling this isn't just a meeting? Do we need to be on the lookout? No. Now stay with me and watch. for you. For me. I don't have many answers, but I'm listening. Do you want to be healed? Who are you? We'll get to that later. But my question remains. Will you take me to the water? <laughs> Look, I'm having a really bad day. You've been having a bad day for a long time. So? Sir? I have no one to help me into the water when it's stirred up. And when I do get close, the others step down in front of me. And so... Look at me. Look at me. That's not what I asked. I'm not asking you about who's helping you or who's not helping. Rose getting in your way. I'm asking about you. <laughs> I've tried. For a long time, I know. And you don't want false hope again, I understand. But this pool, it has nothing for you. It means nothing, and you know it. 
but you're still here. Why? I don't know. You don't need this pool. You only need me. So, do you want to be healed? So let's go. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. He said, don't forget your bed. Why does this matter? Because you're not coming back here. That life is over. Everything changes now. Oh, that's so good. Has anyone seen The Chosen? Anybody? Oh, no one? Cool, cool. Well, I actually haven't watched it, but my mom showed me this, and it was really cool. Um, but it just, like, helps me visualize the story and really what's going on, um, not just necessarily reading the Bible, but also seeing, like, Jesus in this moment. Um, and what I loved about this story is that Jesus walked into the place that he was, the environment he was living in, and all he said was, would you like to get well? In the video, it says, would you like to be healed? But what I think is interesting is he didn't ask, like, do you want help getting into the pool? Like, I see that no one's helping you or you can't get there physically, so do you want me to help you? Like, he's not saying that. He's like, do you want to get well? And he, I love when he said, like, you don't need this pool. You don't need this environment. All you need is me. And I believe that he's saying that to all of you and to just in our lives, that we don't need the current circumstances that we're living in. We don't need to be just sitting here on our mats waiting for something to happen, trying to do it on our own. I think so much that in this man's mind, he's probably thinking, like, if I could just get into this pool, if I could just get well, like everybody else around me. And I think we have that same thought as we're getting into new years. It's like, if we could just get into the next year, then everything will be okay. All of the hard things that we're going through, all of the circumstances that we're facing, they'll just stay in that year. And I can start over in the new year. 
But I think that's not the case. And we have to remember that. That we're still going to be carrying the things in our life. But we get to choose if we want to be carrying those things alone and be sitting here and doing nothing and tired and frustrated. Or if we want to decide to pick up our mat and allow Jesus to take it all. I also love at the end of this when one of the disciples was like, pick up your mat, like don't forget it. And the man goes, why does this matter? And he's like, because you do not need this place anymore. And it was the fact that Jesus came in to the story. He came into this man's life after, even though he was sick for so long, the second that Jesus enters the room, everything changes. The man realized he could get up and that he didn't need this environment. He didn't need the places that he was in and that he could get up and he could follow Jesus and he could get up, pick up his mat. And we see in verse nine, it says, instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. Instantly he was healed. And you could see the joy on his face knowing that he didn't have to live this way anymore, that Jesus was there and that he was saving him and that he was there in his life if he was willing to just get up. And he got up and he was instantly healed. Jesus wants us to come to him. He wants us to lay at his feet. And going back to the things of... It's hard to change. It's hard to do those big things. It's hard to actually pick up everything in our life and walk with it. I think it's because it's hard. We're going to go through hard things. That's not a question in life. But it's choosing to do those things. And we don't have to be perfect doing it. We don't have to try and put on this facade for God. We don't have to try and look the best possible way and then go to God. You saw the man. He was literally laying on a mat. He looked like he had been sick for as long as he was. But Jesus still went directly to him and was willing to help him and willing to heal him. And so we don't have to look our best. We don't have to dress the best. We don't have to have this perfect life and have it all planned out and try and figure it out and then go to God. He doesn't care about that. He just cares that you are willing to see where you are and if you're willing to get up and go to him, willing to pick up your mat from where you're at and carrying and go to him. That's what he wants. He wants that relationship with you. He wants that life with you. He doesn't want to see you struggling. He doesn't want to see you having to carry it all alone or just sitting there for years and years and years and years and doing nothing about it. I think kind of that resolution that the man had was, I'll just get up and go to the pool and I'll just get up and get better the next year. But then 52 years pass and he's still sick. He's still struggling and nothing has changed. He's still laying on this mat. And I think we like to do that as well with the things in our life because it's scary. It's hard. It's big. We can think about it, but then not actually do it. And so then we'll just be like, okay, I'll do it next week. 
And the next week turns into next month, and the next month turns into next year. And then it's these new resolutions that we're coming up with every single year. But what does it look like to stop trying to do it on our own? Stop trying to be the best people before going to God. But start off not letting it sit there and fester. Stop waiting to do the things that God's calling you to do and the person that he wants you to be. But what does it look like to pick up your mat and to follow him? Because he's going to bring you a life full of peace and a life full of hope. Not that it's going to be easier, not that it's going to be hard things aren't going to happen in your life. There's going to be some sense of peace and some sense of hope that you are not walking alone and that you don't have to stay stuck on this mat in your life, that you get to get up and not keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for something to happen that's not actually going to happen. But you have to choose to pick up your mat. You have to choose to get up and go and follow Jesus. And so what if, instead of thinking of the phrase, new year, new me, not trying to be these new people, new and improved people, not trying to do it on our own or trying to fill ourselves up or trying to do the things that we think we need for ourselves. What if instead of new year, new me, we thought of it as new year, same God. Because God's the same as he is yesterday and as he's gonna be tomorrow and the rest of your life. He's not gonna change. His love for you is not gonna change. He's gonna come and meet you exactly where you're at, laying on that mat, and you get to choose if you're gonna get up and you're gonna go and you're gonna follow him because he's ready for you. Because you don't need to stay in that. Nothing in this world, that pool isn't going to save you, isn't going to heal you like Jesus will. And so you get to decide right now in your life as we're starting the new year, is it going to look exactly like every single year has looked in your life or is this year going to be different? Are you going to walk into 2023 with a new mindset of following Jesus, not letting these circumstances in your life destroy you, keep you in the same spot you've been. New year, same God. That's the mindset you could decide if you want. Reminding yourself every single day that I follow God who never changes, who wants a relationship with me and who I get to follow with everything. And so as the band comes back up, we're actually gonna go into a song that, a new song called, literally called Same God. Didn't mean to do it that way, but it happened. And I would encourage you in this next song, if you wanna spread out, find a space in the room, if you wanna sit here, 
if you want to stand, do whatever you need to do. But I would encourage you in this next song to just listen to the words of the song. Allow it to be this truth that God is speaking to you right now in your life, wherever you're at. Whether you've known Jesus your entire life, whether you are just hearing this name, Jesus. Allow these words to be this truth in your life. And I would encourage you as well, maybe to just start talking to God. Maybe you've never done that before. Maybe you've done it a hundred times. But maybe see what his resolutions for you are. He knows exactly what you need going into this next year. So instead of trying to figure it out for yourself, figuring out your plans and your thoughts and your goals and the person you want to be, what if you started to ask God, who do you want me to be? What things do you want me to do? What do you have for me in my life this year? Because he has big plans. He has big goals and he has big resolutions for all of you. But it just comes down to deciding, one, if that's enough for you. And two, if you're willing to give him everything, to get up and to follow Jesus. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to go into this. Dear Jesus, I just thank you for who you are. I thank you for the things that you're doing in the lives of these people. I don't know all their stories. I don't know everything that maybe they're going through, maybe they're walking through. But you do. When we decide to follow you and we decide to give our life to you, you promise hope and you promise peace, even in the hard circumstances. You come directly to where we're at in the moment that we're in. And we don't have to look our best, but you come anyways and you say, follow me, give me everything. You don't have to live this way in fear and doubt and shame and guilt. Because I love you and I want a relationship with you. So we get to decide going into this year what our relationship with him is going to look like. If it's going to be us trying to do it on our own or if we want to follow you, God. So I just pray for all the people in this room, wherever they're at in their life, whatever they're struggling with, whatever they're walking through, I pray that tonight they would leave this room taking steps forward to you, knowing that they don't have to live on this mat in their life alone or anymore. We love you, God. Amen.